Welcome to episode 33 of the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. Welcome to the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast, where we explore how insurance agents can leverage technology to create better relationships with our prospects, customers, and agency team members. We believe tech should help us serve customers better and more efficiently, not replace the human-to-human interaction that's made the independent insurance agent a trusted advisor to clients. You'll hear from industry experts and agents who are on the leading edge of marketing, tech, and providing world-class customer experiences. It's time to level up the industry, and you're the trendsetters who can. Well, it's good to be back on the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. George, good to see you, and Good I am excited you, about our guest today. We have yeah. Peter McDonald and Joe Schneer from Wonderite. I know it's going to be a great time today with these two gentlemen and learning about what they're doing today. Pleasure to be here, so, everyone. Thanks for having thanks. us. Thank yep. you so Likewise. much. Peter, can uh, you lead us off and let our listeners know a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah. So, you know, quick background on myself. I was an independent insurance agent um, for seven years. I'm actually still licensed and still, you know, have my designations, worked at a family business in New England, and I'm very loyal to the independent insurance part of the insurance supply chain. Um, I had the privilege of meeting Joe during business school here in Boston, and together we're on a mission to make insurance agents' lives easier, better, and faster together with their customers to complete insurance applications and supplementals online on any device at Wonderate. That's kind of a quick background of myself. Yeah, a little background of myself. You know, dove into the insurance technology scene full-time two years ago uh, when I graduated business school. Uh, prior to that, I had run a family business in the uh, construction space and had worked with an independent agent every year uh, to buy and renew our insurance. And so when I met Peter day one of business school back in uh, 2017, and he was showing me, you know, mock-ups of uh, this idea called Wonderite. Um, I fell in love. I'm like, this is what I need to do. Um, and so, you know, two years later, when we graduated, um, jumped in full time, and it's been great. That's great, guys. And I tell you, it's it's very interesting. You know, Joe talking about you coming from the construction side, and, and I'm sure you understand, you know, forms and people sending information back over to you, asking for things, and agents probably come back multiple times and asking all these questions. You're like, why didn't you ask me this all at the first meeting? And and then and then Peter, you know, uh, on the that never happens, side, George. Oh, I know it doesn't, <laughs> right? That never happens. And and there's always this back and forth, you know. And and I think the agent gets frustrated as well. And and they're like, I need this information. You know, how come you didn't, you know, talking to the carrier, you didn't tell me this, that I need this data. And and then they have to go back to the client and, and the customer experience just drops to virtually zero because it just doesn't work well. But, you know, you guys, you saw that. And Peter, I know that you were working on this as you guys met in business school and talking about this particular issue. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, the problem that you faced and what you saw and how you attacked it and a little bit about what you're doing today to solve that problem. Yeah. And I think the problem it's, you know, it's not necessarily specific to insurance is really in most industries in order to do your job, you have to gather some information from your customer. Like that's pretty much all industries. Even if, you know, if you're going to go buy a new iPhone, 
it's like, Hey, like what color do you want? <laughs> um, you know, how many gigabytes of storage? And then they ask you maybe questions you don't know the answer to. Um, but it's pretty straightforward and they make it really easy for you. And on Amazon, you know, you click a button and then like a lawnmower shows up at your front porch tomorrow morning, or even within an hour, if you're in the city, I mean, it's really fast and really easy. What's a little bit different in the insurance industry, of course, is if you're trying to buy, say, excess and surplus insurance, it's not like, what color iPhone do you want and how many gigabytes of storage? It's let me ask you 550 questions, which is actually, you know, the so Accord 125. <laughs> Accord 125, it literally has 550 fields on it. Um, and so it turns out that in insurance, part of the product itself is basically like your answers to those questions. And so agents, for you know decades have been asking their customers and prospects a lot of questions and we haven't traditionally had great tools to do it with you know i think whereas apple has a great interface and amazon has a great interface disney plus makes it really easy to you know predict what movie you want to watch next in the insurance business we're kind of like still using the same old tools and so what we thought was there had to be an easier way to gather all this underwriting data you know, intuitively on any device, your customer could be out you know, playing golf or walking their dog or going on a boat cruise. They get a quick email from you. You open it up on your iPhone and you can answer two or three questions, not be overwhelmed and, you know, kind of get on with your day. And that was kind of the basis for Wonder, right? And I think the bigger picture opportunity is, you know, as you start to gather all that data, how can you make it more valuable long-term? You know, how can you use it for renewals? How can you use it to help think about cross-selling and upselling? And there's just a lot of opportunity with this insurance data that as agents, we've always had. I mean, we're the original big data business, but we haven't been able to leverage it very well in the past because it's always been stuck on these PDFs that we've either had in a filing cabinet you know, back you know, 30, 40 years ago. Um, or in our activity logs and our agency management systems of today. Yeah, and that's so true. A lot of that data, as you mentioned, Peter, uh, is on paper and is sitting there. And then, and even if you want to go back from the prior term, you've got to pull it off and usually resubmit it in and put it back in there. But what what you guys are building is really a, a, a database of that information. You can pull it back on the forms and send it over. Tell us a little bit about how that works and how that really impacts uh, not only the customer experience, but the experience in the office within the agency. Yeah. So how does it impact the customer experience and the experience in the office? You know, it's interesting. We talk to a lot of agencies and a lot of agencies, they, they always come back to like, well, how does this help me save time? How does this help me do this? How does help this help me do that? And I, I just take a step back and say, you know, you got to change your thinking. This has to first and foremost be customer focused. Uh -huh. This in, in 2021, it's all about the customer. And if you haven't made that realization yet, then you need to do a little bit of thinking and and, and retrospective and all like on your own experience in the past two or three years. Like, how do you buy things as a customer? How do you make uh, purchase decisions? And a lot of times it's how easy and fast and, 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 fr and frictionless is this purchase for me? If you look at you know, the experience of buying a car and Elon Musk changed it where you could go on tesla.com and have the same pricing on the website as you do at the dealership. In fact, the first time I went to a Tesla dealership in 2012, um, I went in and I'm like, hey, like, talk to us about pricing. And he literally pulled up tesla.com and walked us through pricing, right? <laughs> 
Like it wasn't like, hey, let me talk like, to my are you manager. Serious? All right, yeah, so he it, didn't go upstairs. To, no, he didn't go upstairs office. at all. No, he didn't, exactly. the man- he didn't go to the manager's office. It's not a car sale. That's all I got. Yeah, say. exactly. And, and, <laughs> and think, but like, look, now you have Carvana and you have these different car sites that are changing the way that people go through this experience because people are so frustrated with how with, with the process. You look at buying groceries. You know, you can buy it from your iPhone. Um, and, uh, anyway, I've even seen, you can book like private jets with your iPhone now. Um, and (laughs) we need to do that. We just need to try that. I want to try that. that Um, and yeah. And so I think like, just back to the the point of agents is like, how is it transforming things for the agent? It's like, well, agents need to be customer focused. And so I would ask the agents first and foremost is when you're asking stuff from your prospects, what are you asking them to do? Because a lot of times it's not, hey, click two buttons on your iPhone. It's, hey, uh, take this PDF, print it out. And then it's, of course, like the printer doesn't work. The printer's out of ink. The paper jams are out of this. You got to run to Kinko's to print something off. Then you got to you know, scan it. Of course, no one knows how to use their scanner. So they're all taking a picture with their iPhone and um, you know, sending in photos of, of a document. So I think first and foremost is we make it really easy for the end customer to interact you know, with, with, with their spouse, with their business partner, and then also with their insurance agent to put in information where it's needed as quickly as possible. Yeah. I think to the other part of your question, go, sorry, go ahead, Charlotte. Yeah, I was going to just say that that is, is so true. I remember when I first came into the agency, my dad took me out and you know I was trying to fill out every single block that was on that accord form and he goes oh they don't care about that oh i was like how do you know this you know i'm driving my customers crazy asking them these questions because i don't know that i didn't need that so yeah (laughs) absolutely and it's funny you know the accord forms they actually have a tool tip for every single field and this is something that like i know they do (laughs) now they do but the softwares you know they they don't make it obvious whereas with one right we do have a tool tip so it will explain what the what the field is because i'm with you i I, in fact, I still can't figure out an accord. And that's half the reason I started this business is just to make that whole thing a little bit easier. Yeah, and, P- and, and Peter, you know, as, as you talked about this earlier, you're talking about the customer experience and starting with that. You know, Steve Jobs said back in the day, start with the customer experience and then work back to the technology. And we really need to think about that when, when we're building tech today. I think that's a huge issue where people just go build technology products, but they don't think about the customer experience first. Uh, and I think the way you've approached this is, is is absolutely fabulous. Is looking at the customer experience and then building it back. Absolutely. And now to the second part of that, I would just say like for the agent, you know, your customer is the end consumer of insurance. For us, for Wonderwrite, you know, as people who come from an insurance background, our customer is the independent agent. In the same lens that you have to have about how easy is it for your customer, we have to have about, hey, if I sign George on as a customer, how long until George is getting value out of the software? How much training does his team have to go through to implement? Because the key to a successful software is you know, implementation. And so we've designed the process with Wonderite to be as easy as possible where we have agents, you know, getting onboarded to the software before they're even doing the first onboarding call with our team. There, you don't need a, a, like a, man, a software manual. It's just intuitive. You look at it, you, you kind of know what to do. And that's kind of a big part as well. I think to add, to add on to that and, you know, the focus on customer experience, uh, I think there has been a big shift in where customers want to be met. Um, if I think about our interactions with our independent agent at the family business, had a great relationship. And I think... Um, team members at the family business and the agent preferred to meet in person. Um, 
And I think, you know, naturally things are changing as next generations are taking over businesses as I step in there. Um, it's, hey, we're all busy. Can you send over these questions via email or, again, some technology if it exists? Um, and so I think the focus on customer experience is there's a shift in where customers want to be met. Uh, and I think that's been driven home by, you know, COVID where you can't even meet people in person. Um, and also from the agent's side, um, just purely out of efficiency, um, is how do they interact with customers on a remote basis? Um, it's going to streamline internal efficiencies, but how do they do that in a way that still has a great customer experience? And I think that um, we definitely see an opportunity there. Yeah, Joe, and I have to agree, you know, more and more people want to have the ability to do this on, on their mobile devices. And uh, I was reviewing actually another InsureTech product the other day, which was on automobile. And what they had built to get the quote on the mobile device was absolutely fabulous. I mean, the whole AI and everything else that was built in there for the customer experience was just remarkable. So I think you're, you're right on the money on, on that piece today. More and more people are looking to be able to do this more re- remotely or on different devices and not have to meet in person, although you know we still have that personal experience. Yeah, I saw a statistic after 2020 that um, in that one year, we made a 30-year leap in shifting to online interactions. <laughs> we did quickly. Quickly. Yeah, because we had to, right? So I think that's I think that's largely because that's largely uh, because Bitcoin's taken off so much now. <laughs> Bitcoin in the past, you know, year that we've seen basically everyone's adopting it. Yeah, you know, so I think you know one of the themes I saw on your podcast is you know how do you get more from technology and marketing at your agency? And I just think kind of to what we're talking about here is like, yeah, go jump into that person's shoes for a number of days. You know, if you're going to hire mm-hmm. a marketer, like why don't you just do the marketing job for like four or five days and just, you know, bang your head against the wall, figure out what tools you don't have, what tools you do have. If you're thinking about George, to your point on a great auto quoting experience, it's like, have you tried buying auto insurance from your own agency? I know I did when I went to go do this. I went to that's, that's remarket. Point. Yeah. I went to go remarket my existing insurance policy and we had all the data. It took 45 minutes with having all of the data already. Wow. Just to get a quote, and it's like, you know, go go do that job for a bit, see what it's actually like, and then use those learnings. Take a lot of notes to basically sum that all up. And like, all right, what can I? How can I use this to either inform the person I'm going to hire, or better empathize with the person I'm going to hire on what they're actually doing, and help you think about, you know, the tools that you're using to kind of do your job and basically, you know, get more from your technology and marketing. Yeah, you know, a lot of times the companies will say, oh, you know, we, we want to get these reviews. We want to get these Google reviews. We want to get these, you know, whatever reviews so we can have our five-star reviews out there. And right. they forget that one of the biggest things that a review does for a company is it gives them information. You know, where did the customer trip up? Where did, you know, where did they get frustrated? What did they find that worked well? Use that information um, to improve the, the customer experience, which is marketing in, in, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. I know our agency, you know, we didn't have reviews for ages and we didn't, I don't know, I, yeah, we didn't think a ton about it, but like, what does it take to actually get a customer review? The great thing is there are companies that are out there, whether it's referrals or five-star Google reviews, there's companies who've thought about like, what does it take every step of that journey, every part of that process? Um, and they've kind of automated the thing for you. And so I think mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's definitely opportunities that's out there. Of course, the key is going to come down to, implementation. It's like, how are you going to implement this successfully? Now, now guys, one of the things that uh, as you're building this particular tool, do you have any APIs or how do other 
uh, management systems or other data sources? Can, can they tie into the system? How does that work? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, the answer is yes. First of all, is we are built API first. We've laid the foundation on API with an API. So, so Peter, let's, let's just stop real quick uh, just to make sure our listeners are, are tagged in here. So API is application programmer interface. It's a way to uh, take another data set or another software and, and, and engage and communicate with the other piece of software that you have. So we just want to clarify that as, as we go, but but please continue. Yeah, so absolutely. And thanks, thanks for clarifying, you know, API application program interface. Um, so I think like, it just kind of taking a step back, what, what does that actually mean? Like, well, everything has an interface. When you're driving your car, you know, there's an interface. You can, you know, change the radio station with, on the, on the, on the, with the dial. Um, or maybe you're listening to a, a podcast. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you want to change the volume. You just spin the dial. That's the interface. Of course, all the new cars have touch screens. I personally find them kind of annoying because I can never find the right button to push. <laughs> um, but that's the interface. And it turns out that the software underneath that display also has an interface. And so what if you wanted to change the song you're listening to with your iPhone or your Android instead of with like the, the controls in the car? Well, there needs to be a way for your mobile device to talk to your vehicle. And a lot of times like that could almost be a way of thinking about like what an API is kind of like with software. You need, you need a way for one software program to talk to another. Um, back when I was running, you know, my family agency, there were a lot of things that I wanted to do to make the customer journey and experience better. And I wanted it to be kind of automated. So let's just take an example. There is no way with our agency software to have a, a web chat. And this was back before web chat was as common as it is today, but I was like, we need to have a web chat. I personally use web chat. I loved web chat. It was super easy and efficient. I could get stuff done while working with web chat in the background. And I was like, we need to have that, but there's no way for web chat to automatically save the whole web chat record into my agency software. I'd have to manually like save the print, the print, the conversation, like attach it to an activity file and all that right. data. It didn't look great. It wasn't super helpful. And so in order for that to, to work well, there had to be some sort of an application program interface between the web chat provider and the agency management software. Um, at the time, there wasn't really an intuitive one. Um, and that was a pain point. And so, and, and this goes for, you know, CRM, it goes for invoicing, it goes for payments. And I think, you know, you've started to see solutions along each one of these categories, you know, over the past, you know, five years or so. And so when I went to build a software company, um, I thought, you know, everything that you do on Wonderwrite, you should be able to do, of course, through any device, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, your, your laptop, your desktop, um, with dual monitors, of course, or you should be able to do it fundamentally first and foremost at the command line. You should be able to do it via API so that you can tie the software into other softwares. So what I would say about Wonder, just to set the record straight for where we are right now is our software is built API first. What that means is everything that you can do in Wonderwrite is defined first and foremost at the API layer so that it should be able to talk to other softwares. Where we are today is because we're a young company, um, those API, what's called routes, like the different endpoints that you hit, they still change from time to time because we're still making tweaks pretty regularly. And so if we opened it up to the public, it would be a little unstable. And if you built a connection, you know, it might break 
all of a sudden. It might be like you're trying to change the volume, but the volume knob doesn't work because we changed where the volume knob is supposed to go. And so we haven't opened that up to the public yet, but it's on our product roadmap where once the routes are hardened and we're not making you know these changes on a daily basis, so to speak, to maybe where the different API routes are, um, you know, we'll open it to the public, make it easier to integrate. So we're built API first. The foundation is there. We haven't opened it up yet. We haven't written public facing documentation to make it easy for, you know, the developers that you hire to connect the, the dots, you know, just yet. Yeah. And, but I think, you know, the forward thinking there is key because if we look at our technology in the insurance industry in the past, a lot of it was siloed. It was it was in a certain section and nobody opened up to you couldn't get in to look at the data or do anything to communicate between different um, software packages. And today that API piece allows you to accomplish that task and to share data. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about maybe some of the instances, Joe, you might want to uh, tie in here about where you may have tied in some data like the SIC codes and the NEIC codes uh, to help with the whole process of filling out the forms. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, back to the previous point, I think one of the biggest learnings I had uh, coming into the industry and talking to, you know, hundreds of agencies uh, as we were building the product was how many different systems are in that agency tech stack from marketing to shopping, quoting, binding, renewing, servicing. Um, There's a different system for every piece and none of these systems talk to each other. Um, and I think that was kind of the biggest thing that like, I just saw a big opportunity for. And so I think from the get-go to Peter's point, uh, we wanted to make sure that we built a foundation um, that we could connect and talk to, talk to other systems. Um, I think on your second point around the data, we definitely see a lot of opportunity uh, on the ba- da- data piece. And I know that's pretty general, but um, there's a lot of data that's uh, now readily available, whether it's public uh, free you know, data sets, whether it's third-party uh, data right. vendors you can work with. Uh, I, th- I think we see a big opportunity to pull in data to save agents time. Um, and we build those right into workflows. So maybe you're adding an account on Wonderite and you want to you know, quickly classify uh, the industry that that account belongs to, whether it's a NAICS or SIG code. Well, those, those data sets are publicly available. We make it very easy to find you know, the right industry um, to tag a customer to. Um, separate from that, as we add more data sets to these workflows, uh, we also see value in just kind of standalone tools within our software. So uh, maybe you're adding a vehicle or a vehicle fleet uh, within OneDrive and you want to you know, enrich all those, da- uh, those vehicles with data. We can do that if it belongs to an account. Separately, maybe you have a prospect and they're sending a one-off VIN and you just want to check that the VIN's accurate. But that's kind of a standalone tool on OneDrive. So I think um, just as a general theme, we see a lot of opportunity with the data um, and how we can kind of pull pull the different pieces of data in uh, into one right that agents are looking for today. Yeah. Now, I, the other day too. Uh, uh, notice, Charles, do you have a question? No, no. Go, I think I, I, I was going to add, George, just okay. to kind of take it take it back a, a quick step. Is just like a, a, agents already know this today. If I ask an agent or an agent's asked to get a quote for a piece of property insurance or home insurance, and I say, "Tell me about your process," they're like, "Well, I'm going to go look it up in Google." I'm going to look it up in Zillow. I'm going to look it up in LoopNet. You know, Uh somehow Zillow, LoopNet, and Google, like they've figured out how to get all this data about the property. And as an agent, it's like, 
why don't we have that in our agency? <laughs> why don't we just have a tool that's like, hey, get all that yeah. data? Exactly. Right. And that, they're getting it. And I think that's what Joe's talking about with the ability to give us a VIN, we pull in data points, you give us an address, we pull in a bunch of data. It's like those same tools that Zillow, LoopNet, everybody else has, like we need in this industry. And I think that's kind of the basis of, of kind of this movement we're trying to trying to build here. Yeah, and I, and I love that because even as I was talking earlier with that with that other InsureTech app, they were pulling in a lot of information and then asking questions of the potential client as he went through the process and telling them, you know, here's a discount you're going to receive. Here's the next step. Congratulations on this. And it was a very friendly user interface as they went through that data process. And if you can pull the same information that Zillow and these other guys are pulling, I say, let's do it. I think that's, that's a great piece. And the more data we can get in there without having to fill it out, uh, cuts down in the amount of time makes the customer experience much better. Now I want to just kind of shift just a little bit, and talk about custom forms. You know, Peter, I think we had this conversation the other day when we were on the forum talking about a cybersecurity assessment. And I was going through that and telling you what I was doing there. And you were like, oh, we could we could build this, this form out in our system. And here's what we could do. And I'm thinking, well, this is exciting. So tell us a little bit about the customization part. Yeah. So um, if for those who are familiar with like Google Forms, I think Microsoft now has one. Uh, it's called Microsoft Forms. You can basically build like a survey, like a little questionnaire. Um, Wonderite has that kind of on steroids in a way where it maps to a PDF, right? And it, it's just funny. It, like, you know, Accord Forms, we all love to hate on them, but they did serve a purpose as far as standardization at one mm-hmm. point in time. Um but there's even errors in Accord forms. And by now it's like the errors are just kind of known. Um, but even the forms you get from, from Chubb or Travelers or CNA, sometimes there's errors in these in these questionnaires, these PDFs. And so we built like a Google Forms on steroids that actually maps directly to those PDFs. So you can literally work on the PDF and that will update in like the kind of the Wonderite version of a Google Forms. Or you can work on the web form on Wonderite, almost like a, like a intake form you might have on your website today or a Google forms or whatever, you can work right on there. And that maps over to the PDF. It's bi-directional real Very time. Nice. Absolutely. And it has to be able to accommodate some of the, uh, the errors in the existing forms, so to speak. So it's pretty powerful all while ideally pulling in that third party data that we've kind of talked about just a minute ago. That's kind of what we're building. There's a tremendous amount of use cases um, that this presents, you know, the opportunity to, Hey, me as the agent with my team, we're going to answer 70% of the questions that we know. We're going to pre-fill answers. We're going to get third party to pre-fill answers. And then I'm going to assign the remaining 30% to the customer in an easy workflow. Rather than seeing a PDF, they're just going to get an email with a link to the few questions in a web form. That's, you know, that's one you know, example use case, but there's a lot of use cases. It's pretty exciting. And we're just kind of scratching the surface. Yeah, I think it is exciting just, just from our conversation to talking about the cyber risk assessment and what that would look like to the client. Uh, I thought it was just fascinating to build that out. And then you don't have a, a PDF form that you're trying to work with. It's, it's all online. They can do it from the mobile. They can be watching their ballgame and putting this stuff in there as they're going through. Just phenomenal. So let's, so let's talk about that. So I think what you what you shared with me which was really cool, the cyber you know, risk assessment. This is something that like a lot of agents are probably familiar with the idea or concept of giving somebody a risk assessment. Or you know, even if you're just applying for you know, your first cyber insurance policy, you're kind of doing a risk assessment. What sure. a lot of agents have told us over the, over the years is, 
you know, I have to fill out five different forms for five different marketplaces. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I went and created like a master form, which asks all the questions. Um, And so I think like, it's not like a a, a revolutionary concept. Like most agencies are already kind of doing this in one way or the other. And so with Wonderite, the idea is like, well, how do you make it easy to just kind of digitize that whole process and capture data from every single question, like the first time you've asked it. So if you ask somebody, do you have a firewall or what's your process for hiring new employees as far as um, making sure they have uh, driver training so that they're you know safe to drive your vehicles? Each one of those questions is a data point mm-hmm. for underwriting. Each one of those is also like a sales point as far as, hey, you told me you didn't have this, you didn't have that. Let's create a plan so you do have that You know, come next year. Um, and that can be a differentiator. So I just think, again, we're just scratching the surface. Today, it's just how do we make it easier to gather that data? Tomorrow, it's what does this data mean for me as an insurance salesperson, as a certified insurance counselor, risk advisor, risk manager? How can I you know, differentiate my overall process? Yeah, I want to make sure our listeners just heard that, that <laughs> asking the right questions opens up the doors to more sales because exactly, I mean, I think we all intuitively know that, but um, you know, the, the, uh, this tool that Wonderite gives us certainly um, helps us do that much better. Yeah, I think the, the beauty of it is if, if you get the questions up front and you ask those, you find out, do they have a home? Do, do they need an umbrella policy? Uh, do they have any uh, like golf carts or anything like that? And you ask, you kind of go through these questions, you're, you're picking up things that, hmm, okay, they didn't say anything, they called in for auto insurance, we're finding out they've got this other these other potential properties to insure, uh, these other potential insurance needs. And then you can come back and, and build an, another uh, talk track to go back through that and cross sell those and kind of roll it in. I think that's that's important because a lot of times agencies, somebody calls in and says, hey, I, I want to get home insurance. And they just write the home policy and they never ask, do you have a car? You know, do, or, you know, do you have another home? You know, are you in a business? They don't ask those questions. And then they find out they, they went down the road and took it out somewhere else and they cross sold it over there and they lost home. So it's important to get that information up front. And then it's important to act on that and build a plan out. You know yeah, who else think, has mastered this? Sorry, go ahead, Charlotte. I was going to say, especially with you know, commercial risks, it's so easy to get focused on, I have to get all the, the forms filled out and forgetting that your primary job there is a risk manager, not, right. not a form filler outer person. Absolutely. <laughs> what I was going to say, you know, you know who's mastered this is McDonald's, right? It's like, hey, you want fries with that? Cash or credit. And they just kind of, it's just part of the process. And I think, Charlotte, to your point here, I mean, how, how do you make it easy to get all the questions answered? Then you can go back in the office and like, all right, how do I think about the way they've answered this and what that means for, you know, upsell opportunities? Yeah. I think too, if you automate that, Peter, and you put it back into the software and it's going through this from a, from a mobile phone device and they're answering these questions and then it pops up another question, all that information then flows back over to you, the agent, and you can review that and say, oh, okay, I didn't know they had this other potential uh, coverage issue. Uh, and you can start working back on that and helps you with the cross sale and, and the automation of the in the AI as you, as you build those things in there, uh, it knows what to ask and it gets that information from the client. Absolutely. Yep. I think Charlotte was right on with the fact that uh, I think agents are kind of bogged down with the transactional. Um, that right now, there's just there's a lot of admin that goes into you know, writing a new account or renewing account. Um, and if we can take you know that heavy workload off the agent and give them more time to be that risk consultant, that's very much the starting point with how do you collect 
um, information in a very user-friendly manner. And then from there, over time, how do we build automation? To your point, George, uh, to have recommendations or to prompt the agent to ask certain questions or to let them know that this customer answered you know, this question that they have a pool and what does that mean? Um, so very much laying the groundwork now, but see a lot of opportunity in the future on the automation uh, for insights. Now, <laughs> Joe, tell us when, when somebody, when a client is filling this information out, are we, or is the agent notified in any way that this is complete or they filled it out or maybe they didn't fill out a certain part of the form? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, today as an agent, I think um, naturally if you're sending forms or if you're sending questions to the insured, uh, you want to get notified uh, when they're completing a questionnaire and understand kind of where they are in the process. And so we have, you know, the basic groundwork for that today when an uh, insured fills out and completes a form, uh, the agent gets notified, they get notified in an app, they get notified via email, they can configure those settings. Uh, and as we build this software, we're providing, providing more granularity um, to let the agent know where the insured is in the process so they can act appropriately. Maybe it's sending a reminder, or maybe it's a follow-up phone call. Um, so that's definitely feedback that we've gotten and uh, definitely a, bit, a part of the software. Yeah, have you guys given any thought to the claims process and how how because um, I can just see this in my head that you know if somebody's had a claim they could fill this information out and get it back into the agency and populate it maybe even notify the carrier uh, have you given any thought to that Yeah, I'll just kind of speak briefly. I think done a lot of thinking about it. Um, I know there's like processes that are out there, you know, when it comes to accidents and injuries. Um, and I think bigger picture, I think what's really interesting for me is as a former agent, it's like, what's the biggest bottleneck when you're trying to get a, pro, a quote for a commercial prospect, you gotta get loss runs. And like who controls oh, loss runs? Like so, I'm a carrier so and I'm like that data should like, that belongs to the customer and it belongs to the, the agent. Like they should, you should, ha- you should have this data, you know, you shouldn't have to be like begging the insurance carriers to release to you a fax of a photocopy of a loss run that you need to somehow put in an Excel spreadsheet. It's so frustrating. I think that, you know, the flip side to it is in order to do uh, something well, we have to be extremely focused on it. And so we're very focused right now on gathering the underwriting um, data uh, for a customer and prospect. And then also just, you know, when it comes to, you know, somebody, you know, we, we in the industry say claim, uh, th- those of us who aren't in the industry are like, yeah, my guy cut his finger off or someone smashed right. up my vehicle, right? They don't think in the terms of claim. And if somebody cuts their finger off or smashes up the vehicle, like I'm getting on the phone with George, like I'm calling Charlotte, like Charlotte, what do mm-hmm. I do? Um, and it's not like, Hey, hop onto my web app and, you know, fill out a form. Like, that's like, that's like probably the last thing we want to do. When we're looking for some personal, you know, help. And I think that's what we bring as agents is kind of that local personal connection. And so I think there will probably be a place where, you know, we have the ability to make a guided workflow, you know, maybe for the agent um, and potentially for the customer as well. You know, after the accident is, you know, a little bit in distant memory and you need to attach some photos or something. Um, yeah, more to come on that. Stay tuned. Great. Now, the data that you collect, uh, let's say that we put a submission in and for some reason we didn't write that piece of business and we're coming up on the renewal timeframe on that. Can, can I get access to that data again and repopulate those forms and send it back out and get updates? How does that work? So one of the beautiful things about what we're doing with the way we're storing data, if you go back to the whole like Google Forms or web form versus filling in a PDF, is we're actually storing the data totally separately and independently of the PDF. There's like a pretty big difference. You know, today, most of us, we have experience filling out Adobe Acrobat PDFs, or maybe we've printed it 
and uh, so, you know, done it by hand, which is actually how I did a lot of my forms just because it was fastest to do it that way. Um, I know there's some agencies are literally using typewriters because it's easy to work on the forms and it looks neat. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, finger so, typewriter. And, and which, which is fine, but I think the challenge there is, um, well, now that data is stuck on a piece of paper. And whereas with right. Wonderite, you know, we have the data in a, in a database and it's structured. And so you can actually search any single data point where I could say, hey, your customer, you know, Joe Schneer logged on on this date using his mobile device and he answered question four on the PDF and here's his answer. And so you now have granular level insight to how they filled out any question, where, what device, um, and we can repurpose that, you know, very easily. I'm he still have a little trauma because he said the word typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was it manual or, or was it uh, automatic? That's all I want to know. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I know. So I just want, I figured it might make sense to transition a bit. So I think we checked, we, you know, we, we talked Charlotte briefly about, you know, how to get more from your technology and marketing. Right. You know, it seems like the purpose of this podcast is talking about, you know, how do you transform your agency into a smoothly running machine? You know, how to create some strong relationship with your customers. They, they can become promoters, of your agency. You know, I'd love to kind of share some of my thoughts and insights, but happy to kind of hear a little bit. Could you just tell us a little bit more? I mean, what are some of the reasons behind, you know, how to transform your agency into a smoothly running machine? What's the, you know, what is it that you're looking for your listeners to gain from, you know, those kind of three questions you've put out there? Well, you know, I think it's really important that we, we in the past, we've had so much, like you said, things were so manual for so many years. And the industry has, as a whole, been fairly slow to conform and use the leverage that technology gives us. Um, and I, th- I think also because we were so sales driven, we really haven't thought about how can we approach this one to many communication. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you try to do it, you end up having all these different things everywhere. And, you know, one thing that, that your, your um, company does is you help streamline processes. And I think that's what's really important because, you know, the success is not made in complexity. Success is made in simplicity. Where if you have a, you know a simple process that works well, it works every time. It gives you the most useful information because you know in this day of data analytics, you can get a ton of information. But if it's not presented in a way that's useful, all you have is is no different than a pile of papers that are stacked up in the corner of your office. You haven't had time to file. So. Absolutely. I can speak directly to this. I know, you know, and part of what influenced me to build this was very much thinking about the process. And I'll just give you an example of thinking about how do you transform your agency to like a smoothly running machine. We used to send out at my family agency and kudos to our agency for actually doing this to every single customer we lost. We sent out a piece of paper in the mail. It's like, Hey, George, you know, sorry that we lost you as a customer. You know, can you just tell us quickly, like, why did you leave us? Like, were you happy with our, you know, were you happy with our level of, you know, service? Was it a pricing thing? We'd ask like four or five questions on a piece of paper. Surprisingly, people would send these back in the mail and we'd, and we'd had hundreds and hundreds of them. And of course, you know, you get busy running the business and you forget about it. And so I, I realized this and I went back and Charlotte, to your point, we literally had a stack of these forms, hundreds of forms of why did people leave our agency? So I was like, all right, this is interesting. Like what can we do to transform the process going forward? So we have this data and it's structured. And then also, you know, what can we do going back? And so literally had an intern scan all these in, built out a Google form, digitized all the answers. And now you have data that can provide meaningful difference to your agency. So how do you go from 
hey, this is how things have been done forever. I think as an agent, you should say, all right, what are the big processes that we've done? What are the complex processes that haven't changed for years? And ask yourself why, then how can I change this to kind of create more value for the, for the agency? Excellent. Now, now, Peter, if we wanted to, could we create those forms uh, and send them out from your product today and gather that data? Is that possible? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Anything that you can put on a form today, um, you know, WonderWrite can can digitize that and uh, send it out. So we you can, can even click, you, you can you can click a button and hit automatically email this person, um, or you can click a button and copy the link. You know, we know that a lot of people don't actually check their email anymore. Right. So you can you can get a link to put in a text message if you're using an IP phone system. You just pop it in your little you know, right. phone tool. Um, or you can put it in like a LinkedIn or Slack or WhatsApp or Facebook message. Yeah. Do you guys integrate with some of those like Slack, those products? You know, we do integrate with Slack internally. Um, so like during this podcast, for example, I've seen a couple of Slack pop-ups where a new customer was onboarded to Wonderwrite or a new form is digitized and we kind of get notified um, internally on Slack. Um, I think the way we think about integrations as far as the ones facing our customers, it'd very much be, you know, what are our customers asking for? I think a lot of agencies are on Microsoft Teams, not Slack, um, although some are on Slack too. And so um, like, that's interesting. And I guess the question would be like, you know, what's the, what's the value that customers would get at it? If we have a lot of customers asking us to say, listen, rather than getting a notification via email, can you send it via Slack? Slack right. We have a lot of people ask for that. We're going to say, sure, we're going to figure it out what it takes to build it. We're going to go build that. We already have the integrations internally. Just be a matter of turning them on for the, uh, the agency customers. Excellent. And, and guys, we're kind of coming up on our time here. So I'm just going to kind of throw it out. Joe, do you, uh, you, I'll start with you, Joe, and then we'll go to Peter. Uh, any final comments or thoughts or anything you'd like to put in here for our listeners? Yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. Uh, George, Charlotte, thanks for having us. Uh, I'd say anyone interested uh, in learning more, um, feel free to you know, reach out to me or Peter, um, connect with us on LinkedIn. Um, if you're interested in a demo, I can definitely get our sales team set up. But um, really excited about what we've done to date. But I think what we built is just the beginning. Um, and we're really excited to start partnering with forward-thinking agencies that are looking to streamline internal operations and give a better customer experience and so on and so forth. And Peter? Yeah, so... Um... You know, when you build a company, you got to have fun while you're doing it. Um, and I think we have a lot of fun. We just came back. We had a company retreat down in Florida. We had the pool and the hot tub on the beach. Um, nice. you know, I think we should, Charlotte, just, I just want to have to cut in here for just a second. I think maybe we should have done this podcast earlier and gone down to Florida. We, we missed yeah, I think we have a missed opportunity there. We, we did I, I, I this wrong. So we need to <laughs> yeah. make sure the next time they have the company retreat that we, we do the podcast. At, at, <laughs> So just exactly. Go ahead, Peter. Sorry about that. Well, it goes back to, you know, questioning the way things have been done. We actually purposefully wanted to create a remote company prior to COVID. And I think this is kind of one of the diff- different things you have to do as a remote company is spend your annual rental bill on, um, you know, different trips to get the team together. We actually met a number of the people like for the first time um, in person, but um, no, I think, you know, very thankful for what you two are doing in the industry. I know George sitting down with you going through that cyber risk assessment. Um, I know there's a tremendous amount of value in what you're doing. And I think what we're doing at Wonderwrite is um, we want to help agents see that value scale across their customers because there's got to be an easier way to do the things mm-hmm. that we're doing today. It's like you, you can't just keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. You got to change, you know, change the midway, make yes. it easier. But there's so much value locked up there. As part, as, and then back to like having fun and all that as Wonderwrite, like 
one of the things we had to do to have fun as a company was, you know, I saw that the 800 number is available for Wonderite. So 888 Wonderite. <laughs> for those of you it. who are still old fashioned and you like to pick up the phone when you're driving, um, you know, feel free to hit up 888 Wonderite and um, that will ring. Make sure you're our- using Bluetooth though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, of course. That's awesome. Siri call 888 Wonderite. Um, and, um, you know, you can connect with our, our sales and customer success people there. But, yeah, we'd be happy to connect. You know, we're at a, lot, a number of the conferences. We didn't we did make it out to the North Carolina show this year. We didn't make it to the, the Arkansas one recently in Nashville. We just came back from the IAOA in, um, in Tampa as well. So would love to see you at a show as well. So, um, you know, give us a call, reach out on socials or let us know what show you'll be at. And we're going to come try and meet you there in person, give you a quick demo. Oh, that, that'll be, awesome. be fabulous. fabulous. And Charlotte, I'll let you we'll have those. We'll have those links in the show notes for people so they can, can have that information. So right. if you're driving, don't crash the car trying to write it down. We'll make sure you got it. <laughs> yeah, they can exactly. still do Siri, Charlotte. Yeah. Well, no one knows how to spell wonder, right? And so maybe it's worthwhile to just comment. It's it's a combination of wonder, like the German for miraculous, and then underwrite, which is this thing that we all do every day, it comes from Lloyd's of London, you know, writing your name beneath uh, a risk, basically. So it's W-U-N-D-E-R-I-T-E, wonder, right? That's kind of the genesis of the name. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. This has been enlightening. It's been fun. I've enjoyed learning more about the company and and seeing what your vision is and wish you tons of success going forward because you are definitely on the right track and you're doing things to help agents, to help the agency system and ultimately to help consumers as well. Well, thank you for having us. It's been a lot of fun and we'll have to uh, do a follow-up in six to 12 months and give you the update on what's the newest, latest, and greatest on our side. And, and maybe, you know, George's cyber risk proposal is digital at that point. Hey, I love it. I love that. <laughs> love that thought. Thank Alrighty. you guys. We appreciate it greatly. Take awesome. Care. Thank you much. Right. Thanks for joining us on the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can find show notes for each episode at insuranceagencytrendsetters.com as well as links to contact Charlotte and George. We'll see you next time on the podcast.